right before we get before we get into this this episode may contain some foul language we're, we're trying to avoid it however we're both somewhat irritated by this and whenever i've spoken about this today i don't know about you toto foul language mm. has come into it a little so, bit yeah. so just just a little heads up there i said David, this is going to be a professional episode fine, fine. this meeting this meeting is being recorded <laughs> Hello and welcome to what would be episode 26 of One Versus One, but we don't really want it to be. We want this to be uh, your guide to all things Super League. So obviously there's been a lot going on in the last day or so now where six Premier League clubs as well as six clubs around Europe have announced that they will are intending to break off into their own competition and basically kill football off with it or football as we know it off it's one of those bizarre things i was i was lying in bed last night genuinely quite upset about all this and i'd missed the news break during the day and you you Toto and brendan were on the were on the group chat last night saying there's so much like stuff we need to record something tomorrow there's so much stuff going on and i hadn't actually seen what was going on yet indeed and then much i was content. scrolling through and found it very upsetting but so we've had I've had a lot of conversations today of people saying what is actually going on and not knowing and so Toto and I wanted to hop online for a quick little this is what's going on this is everything you need to know and give you our opinions on it we also have a special guest Archie Cude financial expert who will be weighing in on on the finances on the fine the fight the financial side of of all things Super League um so yeah Hi Toto, by the way. Hi at one David Kemp. I am at <laughs> Hi at Toto Chavez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Weird episode incoming. Less of a less of a hashtag ball chat, more of a hashtag ESL chat. Yeah. Um, yeah. The thing is, I feel like it's one of those things. Like even I feel like both of us, we don't really know why this has all happened. Really, like so suddenly. Yeah. You no, know? it's so obviously they've been planning it for years. I'm sure, but. It's just come out of the blue right now. So yeah, we would, you know, short episode, just basically. Well, yeah, and, and we should also say that by the time that you listen to this, this will probably be out of date. Things are moving every 20 minutes, really. Yeah, aren't they? very quickly. Different things are happening. Different people are taking legal actions against, you know, different meetings are being set up. Like, so, remain the same. Yeah, so, but right now we're, it's 6, just turned 6 p.m. on Monday. So that's where we're at. Yes, that's so, what we know. Let's get cracking into this and just start off by, I mean, Toto, do you just want to explain what is the Super League? What kind of format? When's it going to take place? What's going to, what's going to happen? What's the lowdown of the Super League? Okay, so the Super League is basically a replacement for the Champions League. So it's going to be a midweek competition. And I think the 12 founding clubs, I think their initial intention of it wasn't to replace domestic leagues. They just wanted to replace the Champions League, essentially. So I think their intention was to keep all of the 20 teams in their domestic leagues and, you know, basically create more of a league format for the Champions League midweek. So what would happen would be there'd be 20 teams, which will split into two tables of 10 teams, and they would all play each other twice, home and away. The top three from both would go through to a knockout style thing, like the quarterfinal of the Champions League. 
and then the fourth and fifth would essentially do a, a qualification game to join the other six teams. It would probably start sort of mid-August, they've they believe, and I think it would increase. I think they said that there would be an, an extra hundred games of football per year in total, which is just kind of mad. Um, but yeah, I don't think yeah their intention wasn't to replace domestic leagues, but obviously the Premier League and you know the the um, Syria and La Liga won't let the like participating teams compete in the domestic leagues if they decide to break off from Champions League and stuff. Yeah, is essentially what's happening. So we'll talk about why the Premier League won't do that in a little bit. Because to be honest, it has crossed my mind as well. But like, why is why is this a big problem? But we'll talk about it in in a little while. Um, yeah. As far as teams that are currently involved, so you have the conventional top six in yeah. in in England. So Arsenal, City, Liverpool, Man United, Spurs, Chelsea. Then you have the two Madrid teams: Atletico, Real, Barcelona. So that's the Spanish representation. And then you have Juventus, AC Milan, and Inter Milan. So right now, those are the twelve that signed up. It, there were also Dortmund, PSG, Bayern, Red Bull Leipzig, and Porto were also all invited, um, but rejected it. Which, by the way, I was surprised to hear PSG did. But yeah, I mean, they don't need more money. No, <laughs> but City do, obviously. And so, so those are an interesting thing about that is it's called the Super League, the European Super League. It, it's not. It's six English teams who play yeah. each other twice a season anyway, three Spanish teams, and three Italian teams. And that's it for, well, for the they, time being. They want to recruit three more founding members, don't they? No, they do. But, you, you know, you see, you see yeah. the point. Like, it's chances very... are that these guys will all play each other anyway at some point. It's but, slightly ridiculous, yeah. the concept. So, the good thing... So, with Dortmund, Bayern, Leipzig rejecting it, that was rejected mainly because of the, the the rule they have there where fans have to own 51% of football clubs and therefore have the have the owning majority and can you know influence pretty much every decision so fans got yes. went to the fan vote and it was rejected great yes that's now being considered uh, to be brand like uh, brought to the UK as well as a result of all this so the government's getting involved and yeah. it's all it's all it's all kicking off it's all kicking off <laughs> Um, so that's sort of what it is and who's in it i guess why 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 are all the clubs doing this why they agreed to this so toto toto and i didn't feel best suited to answer this question however we did not we have a very special guest here who will, is going to take us through the financial aspect and kind of give you all an idea of how this, this has all been broken down, um, why clubs are being agreed to it, or why clubs are agreeing to it, and, and yeah, just kind of go through the details there. So, without further ado... Archie Cood, hello. Hi, guys. <laughs> really good, really good. First of all... I've been a day one listener. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much. <laughs> On to more important matters. Yes. It's the Super League. Um, as most of the headlines have really mentioned, this is all about money. This is just, this is, there is so much money potentially at stake going into the next couple of years if this league goes ahead. 
that it's it would be silly for teams not to even look at it which is why i'm surprised to hear that teams teams like Borussia Dortmund and and the like rejected or just chose not to do this because it like it's from a pure financial perspective it's a slam dunk and i think the reason there's so much money in it really comes down to two reasons there's a lot of money chasing football at the moment. As um, you, you may have heard, but large private equity firms have been looking for stakes in the Syria five five hundred mil. Um, uh, uh, what was it? Man City got an investment of five hundred mil for ten percent of the football team from an American private equity firm, Silver Lake, yeah. um, and Middle Eastern sovereign wealth funds that were chasing the Newcastle stake. Um, were chasing Newcastle ownership. There's just there's a lot of money in football right now, but there's also a lot of money in broadcasting right now and the the tv licensing fees and the amount of money in showing these football games are just it's just, it's just insane and it which is why we've got the headline that jp morgan is is putting in 3.2 billion euros in an infrastructure grant to fund this entire thing which would really which would mean that each team that's decided to get in on this would make something like 260 million dollars up front to incentivize them to essentially take them out of the champions league just um, for accepting ju- just for accepting um, and then the added money that they're able to generate from that because it's more it's really a, from my understanding is this is just a really elite champions league and please correct me if i'm wrong with it with any of this Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, the headline here is each team would receive a welcome bonus for for just accepting worth between two hundred and three million dollars, uh, two hundred and three hundred million euros each, which is nuts. And it's been, and and if you take this in the context of football, hasn't been like the the leisure industry, like football teams just haven't been able to make money during the the pandemic. This is. This is amazing. This is everything they could ever want put on a pillow, right? On a golden pillow right in front of them. This solves their financial issues, which is why so many teams, I think, have got on board with this. And a lot of the backlash, I think, is coming from the football fans. And I, I don't consider myself one of those people. But from what I've seen, people are responding so negatively because it's not, it would take away from the game because it, it would sort of take everything out of the f- formal structure that everyone is used to it being. So you say the, the kind of welcome bonus of 200 to 300 million. So each club over the 23-year contract would bring, is that correct? Would bring in 3.5 yep. billion. Is that? I haven't seen that figure, but, okay. but, but I, that, that, would, that would make sense to me, um, that, okay. that, that, that kind of number. A small, a small country's economy. Um, <laughs> so, so I, I guess with this kind of opening payment, then the TV rights would take over. Yeah, sorry. Do you know if t- any TV station has states claim on this yet? No, there is. There haven't been any claims yet, but the names that are going around is fascinating because it's not television; it's streaming. Right. The names yeah. that have been raised, it's Disney, it's Amazon. Uh, so Disney for Disney Plus, Amazon mm-hmm. for Amazon Prime. Um, I haven't seen Netflix, um, the, the name of Netflix around, but it's, it's uh, D-A-Z-N, um, the Design. one, Design. Yeah, that, that one there. They're also apparently interested. It's, yeah. it, there's, 
it, it, this this would be a new generation football league and it would be shown on new generation platforms and therefore places like sky probably wouldn't be considered yeah i read and i don't know if it's true or not but i read that what they were going to try and do is create a similar thing to all or nothing and also drive to survive mm. which is both netflix and amazon and then maybe for disney and disney plus as you said create a somewhat like documentary style thing almost to follow the teams around during the well, super league which completely makes sense because Drive to Survive, and I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how many one versus one listeners are keen, are keen F1 followers, but Drive to Survive has doubled the young people, the mm-hmm. like 18 to 25, in the 18 to 25 demographic, which is, <laughs> well, no, you, which is you, hilarious. You have like, you have these like 18 year olds, like starting F1 TikToks now. Like, yeah, like, exactly. You know, it's, yeah. I mean, you make it, the thing is, the issue, the issue with, with, Everything you just say say there is actually you make it sound really appealing and like a really good idea, which is <laughs> which is obviously an issue because in many ways it is a good idea if yeah depending on which lens you're looking at it through it's it's fundamentally a, a messed up idea based on greed but as far as you know financials and like business decision goes it's it's pretty good it's very right? smart, yeah. it's like pretty bloody good. <laughs> But so, Archie. I mean, I don't know if you. Have, I don't know if you have anything else to to add add on to that. Do you? I my I, my one final comment is that the Premier League, in its current form, was set up in '92 by Rupert Murdoch when he owned Sky, and that was all for financial reasons as well. Yeah. Um. So I that 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 is my 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 final comment on the matter. I I, I think yeah. it's very easy to knock change for the sake of because it's change and because it's it's feels uncomfortable but i think this this could be a very interesting time for football yeah i mean I, what, what i would say about that is that change was to introduce a, a you know it's still a domestic league it's still the same format it's still the same standard but with four less teams but that's beside mm. the point that's beside the point mumble grumble mumble grumble <laughs> brilliant archie thank you so much for um i mean stick around stick around please and um we'll, maybe we'll come back to, to to finance corner in a little bit but thank you very much for coming on i mean Tota, do you kind of want to take us through some some of the top line implications of of this league and why it's not such an appealing option for everyone involved okay so i think the main thing is that players and managers and all sort of backroom staff of these clubs have not been consulted at all. So they weren't asked for an opinion on whether they want to join or not. They are basically puppets, um, which obviously doesn't sit well with the players. Um, UEFA basically have come out and said that any player partaking in this league will very likely not be able to participate in international competitions. So that would be the Euros this summer and then the World Cup um, next year, next year, the year after. Um, which obviously doesn't sit well with them. A few players have come out and sort of stated their disagreement with it, like Bruno Fernandes, Mesut Ozil. I mean, even Tony Cruz said back in November when there was sort of you know initial discussions of this, mm. he he basically said that you know we don't really want to be playing in these crappy competitions, and we are UEFA's puppet. Also, I think that 
the Premier League are gonna so the Premier League basically have to grant approval of the teams allowed in their competition each year. And despite the fact that it was it was the Super League's idea that they would continue in their domestic leagues, the Premier League won't approve the top six clubs back well, in. Yeah, well, yeah, because what will ha- what will happen there is these teams will go away and be three hundred million euros richer than the rest of the league. And it makes no sense. And how is, uh, you know, how is Burnley meant to compete with that? The thing is, what I, think, <laughs> it's, yeah. what, what I can say to that is the, I think that the clubs who don't finish in a high position in the league get given a, almost like a compensation check at the end of the year, which is roughly anywhere between six and eight million. And I think the ESL, have come out and said that each team would get 10 million rather than eight. So it is a bit of a, like they are incentivizing it for the lower league club, for the lower right. down clubs. Right. But that's wages uh, it, for no, wages exactly. for two players. Uh, it makes no sense. Like it's not, it's not good for them. And obviously all of the lower down clubs would have major, major, major disadvantages. Yeah. And it would, it would kill the game for them because, you know, I mean, for example, Bielsa came out and said about an hour ago, he said that, you know, football is so amazing because this is the one sort of competition in the world that the weak can beat the powerful, is what he said. Mm. Um, you know, you, for example, you watched the Arsenal game on the weekend against Fulham, who were, you know, relegation threatened and obviously Arsenal haven't been great, but you, you'd think Arsenal would win that game and they didn't. And that wouldn't happen. I think a massive drawback for it, because it might be interesting if for one season, every single professional club restructured like the football league so like the foot it was a massive football league where there was promotion relegation there was you know but it's the fact that these guys have bought you know these clubs the founding clubs are buying into something that they cannot get relegated from it's my least favorite thing about the nfl and the american leagues is that at the end of the day if you finish last you'll still just come back next year there's you know people are actively trying to lose games towards the end of seasons because it gives them um more benefits in the off season like a higher draft pick um a bit bit more bit more money from the league to kind of try level it out yeah. it's relegation is a fundamental part of of football yeah it's uh you know, i'm a i'm a west ham fan so i know we're never going to win the league we're never going to we might well but you know you know we're never going to win the premier league realistically so it adds narratives it adds stories we will get to a point in that league where teams start losing and it's just like oh who cares people they will turn up they don't care about winning the board the board member who wasn't named that went that spoke to what's the name cave from sky sports saying we don't care about pr we don't care about the fans this is a business decision our priority is to make money and this is what we're doing we don't care what the fans think they don't they won't care about the results Football's, anyway. football's all football's all about the fans. The fans of you listen to any player that's had to play during lockdown, and, and it makes such a difference having fans. And a, ask them what difference it makes, and ask them, you know, oh, what's the one thing you're looking forward to in normal life? It's playing in front of fans again. It's honestly disgusting. Like it is. I I think it's disgusting. I think it's. I I I get that. I get the financial side of it, but there's in these times to be asking fans to go go away from home you know go to the away match across europe during a pandemic 
where no one's been making money and the, the clubs will continue to suffer that aren't involved in this. It, it just, I don't know, it baffles you. It's, it's really scummy, to be honest. Well, as, you, <laughs> like, well, yeah, as you said, it is, more of a, it is more of an NFL sort of franchise thing. Yeah. You know, obviously three of the six Premier League teams that are joining are US owned. Um, so they all have sort of experience with the NFL stuff, especially, you know, Stan Kroenke. And yeah, it makes a difference with the whole relegation thing. It's not really like a domestic football competition anymore. And, you know, even with the Champions League now, um, with the group stage and stuff, you don't want to lose any games. But I feel like towards the end of the season in this Super League, it would become a tactical thing to lose games because they don't care anymore. You know, mm. you're not going to finish in the top three and you know that there's no point trying. Um and I think as well, even if they do stay in their domestic leagues, you know, I'm sure the likes of Man City would prioritize this Super League. It makes them, it generates more money for them. Why would they not? So the fans who can't afford to go and watch their big Super League games that can afford to, you know, go watch a game at home against someone like Southampton or Burnley, they don't want to be watching their second team play. It'll be like a cup game, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like a third no. round FA Cup game. No, and. At the end of the day, the the manager will be instructed to win matches, but he'll be instructed. He'll be given. He'll they'll he'll be told that one tournament's more important than the other, won't he? Yeah. So look, I mean, I think I think it's quite clear we're we're very against it. Uh, And it's it's really been the thing is it's it's like it's happening. That that's the thing that I'm struggling to actually come to grips with. We're how many teams now have left the um have stepped down from the like European Clubs Association or whatever it's well, called? I think all twelve of them have. That's, Not officially, but like it, you know, it's it's happening, and no one wants it to happen other than the board members. Players are speaking out, managers are yeah. speaking out. The thing is, even is fans. That... I suppose there's a Man U fan at work, and he said, "I hope we get points deductions. I hope we get fined. It's disgusting." Yeah, that's the best case scenario for these six teams now from the Premier League. Because even if it does fall through, it sort of come, it, it shows that they don't want to be there, and it could and they should get deducted points. I mean, for Arsenal especially, it's not it's not very good news at all. Because if we get sort of twenty thirty point deduc- deduction, we're in the championship. Mm. So, I mean, <laughs> it's just a bit sad, really, isn't it? Yeah, I mean. I, I just before joining this, I saw um, statements from the Premier League, like supporters, some each club supporters group. Yeah, and some of them are. I mean, Arsenal's. This represents the death of everything that football should be about. Spurs. The the current board is prepared to risk the club's reputation and its future in the opportunistic uh, pursuit of greed. By the way, Spurs sacked Mourinho today, and no one's talking about it. <laughs> not not big news. Chelsea, our supporters across the world have experienced the ultimate betrayal. This is unforgivable. Uh, Liverpool, embarrassing. As a fan, as fan representatives, we are appalled and completely opposed to the decision. Football is ours, not theirs. Our football club is ours, not theirs. So <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty clear, pretty clear what the general consensus is. Yeah, very, very unpopular, and mm. obviously we can see why. <laughs> yeah. So I don't really have any any more to say. Uh, it'll be an interesting it'll be an interesting thing to kind of keep tabs on and hopefully hopefully it doesn't go ahead and if it doesn't go ahead i still want to see those clubs punished and sanctioned for yeah i agree 100 um, percent. but before we go archie has something he'd like to say yeah i do i've 
I've I've I've two things actually. The first is I was on a call this morning and a Liverpool fan said he would um said a Liverpool fan of 32 years said that he would not buy any more season tickets if if this went ahead because it embodies everything that football shouldn't be. Yeah. And and your point around it, football being having always been sort of for the fans and being oriented around the fans. This is this is clubs big clubs spitting the face of their fans. Which is which is it's horrible to see because it's it, it is not what football's about. And secondly, um, Toto, you mentioned um, Stan Kroenke, the yeah. owner of um, Arsenal, and funnily enough, um, Kroenke's the biggest client of J.P. Morgan, and currently has a two point two billion dollar account with in their wealth management department, and like that, like that. So J.P. J.P. Morgan's financing all of his like all of his American football and. Arsenal deals, um, so like, it's it's so intertwined and so interlinked that it's 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 almost it's 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 just sickening. It's corrupt. I mean, this is exactly what. Um, actually, I don't know if it's exactly what, but it's similar to what. Um, what was his name? The old FIFA guy, Seb Platter. Is that what his name was? Seb Platter. Yeah. Yeah, he was done. He was Platter, done for corruption. Platter. Platter. <laughs> <laughs> um, Platter. Yeah. Very, very corrupt. All this, isn't it? Mm. And then, um, Brendan, I, I know you had you had some thoughts. Yeah, so as like the, I guess, outsider of this, since I obviously don't know football that well, like did this just come about randomly last night or was this like something that's kind of been lurking the last couple of months? So really, really good question. It 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 kind of appeared online a while ago that like clubs proposing a massive European Super League, blah, blah, blah. But then genuinely, I think, Everyone, journalists included, went, that's ridiculous, that won't happen. And then kind of dropped any story. Yeah, and silent. then nothing really happened. And it's always kind of been there that it, it might be a thing one day. And then as far as I know, yesterday, they all at the same time released a statement announcing their intentions to do this. The, the Champions League, it was obviously very well-timed. Sky, you know, Sky Sports got involved very quickly. They lapped it up. And by the way, Sky Sports, sure, their coverage has been good on this, but let's not forget they're the ones that four months yeah, ago were charging were charging fans fifteen pounds to watch Burnley West Brom. Um, Excellent. Yeah. So they, it kicked up a storm in in the media it, day before UEFA were meant to announce the new Champions League. It, it you know, which they it, have it, done now. They did announce it. They've all been working on this obviously for a very long time and all together and somehow been keeping it under relative wraps because it's not been reported on. Well, so, yeah. Look, so I what think I read as well is, a, yeah. sorry, a few, um, a few hours ago is that the current chairman of, well, not current anymore. He's obviously stepped down, but An- Agnelli, he's the chairman yeah. of Juve. He was also the chairman of the ECA, which is the European Club Association. Uh, he was essentially pushing for the new reformed Champions League. Um, and he, no one basically knew that he was also on the board for the ESL. Right. He happens to be his, and I read this as crazy, he is his daughter, sorry, the chairman of the UEFA, who he's been lying to for the last few months, is his daughter's godfather. So like, they're obviously really close friends. And he basically has been lying to UEFA about it. Yeah, it's just all—it's just all ridiculous, and it's always evolved. I'd love to be on a fly on a fly on a wall in in these boardrooms and in all these all these meetings. Um, 
Archie, so you I guess to say something. Sorry. Let's see. Let's see how things go. Yes, Archie. Yeah, Toto, you mentioned Agnelli. Like the Agnelli family is one of the most like the most important families in Italy, and they own some of the biggest assets. They so they they own UV. They also they own a massive stake in Ferrari, um, and yeah. are one of the biggest like finance. They are the entire family is worth a multiple ten tens of billions of euros. Um, yeah. So it, it, it's it's just a reflection of how business and money oriented all of these decisions are. They, it, it, it's a massive money grab rather than it's not, it's not personal, productive. It's 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 purely financial and it's a money grab, yeah. and it's just making up for all the lost ticket revenues that they've they've not had over the past year yeah yeah i mean it, it's sad that you are correct in the sense that they're trying to make money back from losing so much over the last year but they are in the best position out of anyone in their own league they should if anything be doing what they can to help the smaller the smaller teams and they're not but when has football ever been when, when have larger teams ever helped help smaller teams that's that's they, that's my question they haven't they haven't i mean that's not true it does happen does it happen by giving them hundreds of millions of pounds no but i think it's less of a case of oh they've not helped before so they don't need to help now i'm not saying that they need to help now no neither so they don't need to I'm, I'm i'm saying that they don't leave their fellow their peers their professionals their fellow professionals high and dry and go do their own thing like that's what i'm saying i'm not saying that they should be like donating copious no. amounts of money to they should <laughs> to lower league teams that's not at all what i'm saying but i yeah i i i mean actually i i see your point like they've not helped before it's not about that it's about they're all going through the same thing they other clubs are feeling ultimately the big clubs are financially fine right they don't need to do this there are clubs in the championship and the, the, the championship and lower league clubs in england will be affected by this as well because it will reduce the amount of revenue that comes into there. It will reduce the drive to get into the Premier League from Championship. It will have a knock-on effect all the way down to grassroots football. People will fall out of love with football and not play football. It, it, you know, it, it will have a massive effect on that. And it's about, as the, the, highest, the highest level, kind of embodying what football's about and embodying like, everything that's good with football. And unfortunately, that's just not happening. We said this would be a, <laughs> a little ten-minute thing, but I, I think it is. I think it's a, you know, it's a massive, massive deal, and there's a lot of moving pieces. But yeah. I mean, hopefully, that's kind of given some insight into what what on earth's going on, why it's bad. Um, and I have nothing. I have nothing else to add. Toto, I don't. I don't know if you do, Archie, Brendan. I don't know if you you have any closing remarks. Um, I have no closing remarks. I. Um, you know, I, I'm happy we spoke about it more. I'm happy we sort of got into the our opinions on it, what we think, rather than just giving us straight up what it is and how it's working. Mm. And it'd be, it'd be really interesting to see how it unfolds because I'm still hoping that it doesn't happen. I'm hoping it falls through. Mm. Um, I'm hoping that the six Premier League clubs and the six European clubs get sanctioned, fines, points, deduction, all that sort of stuff. So hope, obviously we will see. There's probably news out right now that we haven't seen. We've been doing <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Um, wow. Another thing, um, such a little point, but also um, these super club teams won't be in FIFA anymore. Right. Um, that upsets me greatly as a avid FIFA player. Um, so yeah, that's that's basically it. 
All right, good, good. <laughs> There's one thing you take away from this, everyone. It is that Toto is upset about it because these 12 teams won't be on FIFA the, next year. The thing is, there's probably some sort of, there is probably some link of obviously Archie brought in the financial links from the Agnelli family and um, Stan Kroenke and stuff, but also Pez, which is FIFA's biggest competitor, are looking to buy the rights for those teams. And as you know, last year, Juventus were removed from FIFA um, and Pez bought the rights for Juventus. And I'm sure there are probably is some sort of financial link there. Um, but obviously, I don't know. <laughs> There's so much going on. <laughs> it's, just like, uh, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fucking mess. It's a mess. <laughs> oh, dear. Just disgraceful. Well, look, um, Archie, thank you so much for coming on and talking about the stuff that we would have not been able to talk about whatsoever. So, absolute geez. pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you for your continued support of the podcast and your enthusiasm <laughs> um, behind behind our ventures. You are welcome to come play for One Versus One FC at any point. It's very kind, but my knee will not allow it. So I will very happy cheer from the sidelines. Lovely. Fine by me. We'll see um, you there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. We have a fan. So <laughs> let, that's it from us. That That's it. For, that's it from, from this kind of, I guess let's call it episode 26 at this point, shall we? It's, it's dragged yeah. on long enough. That's it from episode 26. Hopefully next week we'll have some updates and it'll be a bit cheerier rather than just slagging off um, football. football clubs for a bit we, we can hope <laughs> i hope yeah we hope that you enjoyed this and found it somewhat um educational so thanks very much for listening and we will we'll be back in touch soon <laughs> that was a weird thing to say <laughs> it was <laughs> peace <laughs> yeah.